0: Self-reflection is essential to forgiveness because you've got to ask yourself, did I do the work? Did I put my best foot forward? Did I do everything that I could within my power to be able to reach my goals? Welcome back to Teacher Tales, where we give you the keys to overcoming teacher burnout to find work-life balance and educational bliss, if it still exists. On this Socratic Sessions episode of Teacher Tales, St. Rose and I unlock lessons in creating a culture of forgiveness for yourself and others through first gaining insights into understanding how forgiveness plays a crucial role in the teaching journey, then learning about the significance of self-reflection in the pursuit of forgiveness, and finally, uncovering practical strategies for fostering forgiveness in the teaching community. Without further ado, where's the bell? Rose, welcome back. Yes, sir. My dog, St. Rose. I think that's always how I address you, my dog. Hey, it's nothing wrong with that, man. (laughs) My dog, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) That kind of goes to what we're talking about in this uh, Socratic session where there are no perfect teachers. Everybody's got their own style, their own flavor. Oh, yeah. To how they do things in I guess let's start out, like, what would you describe, like, if there was a perfect teacher, pie in the sky, this is the be- the best and the biggest and the baddest, like, what would that teacher look like? To
1: my understanding, that teacher is technically doing nothing.
0: Ooh. Technically
1: doing nothing. I did classroom. not
0: expect <laughs> that. Okay.
1: Uh, just because, man, you know, we we go off that T test, we go off that T test kind of right. rubric, our evaluation. Oh yeah, type of deal. Every year, it's always based off of that, and the best scores you can make is when the classroom is student led. You know, when the classroom Ooh. is more student orientated than than teacher doing a lot of stuff. So the 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 perfect pie in the sky type of thing is you walk in the room and then I'm like, it's like the teacher's kind of just, you know, just walk in with a clipboard or something and kids are just busy doing, writing this down, talking to this person, grabbing this, going, yeah. That's the the, the perfect visual I would think. Mm. what do you think?
0: Hey, that, was, that was good. <laughs> that was good, I'm was not gonna lie. Go. Yeah. So I would say the perfect teacher has everything planned Everything is already perfectly planned out. Everything is paced perfectly, right? Because we're talking about being perfect, air quotes, perfect teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is already created. Every resource that the student would possibly need is already in the classroom. Every individual student need is already planned for within the lesson. Mm -hmm. There's a blend of projects. Maybe some kind of independent. There's definitely some independent learning, mm-hmm. uh, and then there are also tests to evaluate what the students have learned. And then, like you said, there is a lot of student-led discussion or projects. They're they're making stuff. They're tangible things. They're people reading. So that's what the classroom would look like. The perfect teacher is also a sponsor of uh something academic. Oh man. That's so a perfect there's a teacher right there. There's a a a, a social element to this person oh, yeah. as well. So they sponsor a club. They're a leader on campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. This person is also a department head because okay. as the perfect teacher, you then have to try to replicate what you do in other people. Mm-hmm. That's what a teacher does. Mm-hmm. So what better way to do that than to lead other teachers and mm-hmm. A great way to do that is as a department head. But this perfect teacher is also a coach. Oh, man. Because I believe that the physical aspect is something that is also ignored. A lot of times, like, if you don't fit in a sport like uh, like football or basketball or something, then where do you get that physical, um, how are you challenged physically? Mm-hmm. Which is not just going to help you to be, like, this great, you know, player of a sport, but also for your physical well-being. Mm -hmm. because you know how to push yourself physically. You know what your tip-top shape looks like. Mm -hmm. Like, so because we're both athletes and we trained, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, through high school, you in college, Mm -hmm. like, you know what, like, your peak physical form looks and feels like. Yeah. Inside and out. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever get to a point where you're not at that and you've gotten far away from it, Mm You at least have a frame of reference mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. to get back there. You're like, okay, this is what I should look and feel like when I'm taking care of myself. So I think that people who have never played a sport, mm. they've never had to push themselves physically, you know, for a competition or whatever else. So this teacher mm. would also be a coach. Maybe it's uh, powerlifting, mm. right? Because now we're just talking about strengthening the body and being disciplined and then really making sure you are eating the right things, right? Which is what you have to do as you get older. You gotta continue to strengthen yourself. So whether that's lifting weight or body exercises, you have to be mindful of what you eat. I know, I think that that was something that I had to start doing maybe at like 29. I feel like at 29, I was like, hmm.
1: I agree, Okay. I agree.
0: It's changing, like I never got like big, Right, I never had a gut or anything, but it was it was a little different than twenty five. Yeah,
1: man, the, the types of food that you eating for sure. Um, but
0: I I, I want to say around like twenty.
1: Yeah, I will say I will go down to twenty eight. I said twenty eight. That's when I was like, you know, let me stop doing all the sugary stuff. Yeah. Uh,
0: too much McDonald's, too many hot and spices <laughs> with cheese. Too many hot and spices.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's 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 a, that's a ball. Do they have to be a coach on campus?
0: Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're talking a, about the yeah, so teacher. So education, teacher. this yeah, per, yeah. this is the perfect teacher. They have every role covered. They uh they are the best. They are, men- they are a mentor, they're a mentor, not just a department head. How does this teacher have so much time to handle all this? this perfect ability, man? Um this person they would have to be married with kids too. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why though. Okay. Because you notice being married gives you a different perspective than being mm-hmm, a single person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you'll notice soon having kids gives you a different perspective than somebody who does not have kids. That's true, too. That's so if true. I'm creating, right now, this person obviously does not exist. <laughs> okay. No way. There's no <laughs> you're way possible. you tell talking about the perfect this person. This is perfect right. pie in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So this person will be able to have the perspective of a parent. hmm and a married person, this person would be a leader of kids, mm-hmm. a leader of adults, mm-hmm. an amazing teacher with great structure and great planning abil- abilities mm-hmm. and great charisma. Mm-hmm. What would this teacher teach?
1: Mm-hmm. That's a solid question.
0: I don't know why I'm leaning towards English, but okay, this is tough. Okay, I think um I think this teacher would teach sophomore English. Yeah, yeah.
1: English, you're gonna have a lot of conversation back and forth, a lot it's of very, stories. It's very open. English is more open. English is more conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna go with English. There's
0: a lot of different ways you can go. And a I lot of ways. This teacher also, um, they don't quite want to get freshmen, but they do want to get the kids while they're younger. Mm-hmm. That's why I said tenth grade. Okay. Because now you can mold them. You can see them through eleventh and twelfth grade. Mm-hmm and be that sounding board and that voice and maybe sponsor their clubs and that kind of stuff. ooh Okay, so that's how I would define <laughs> the, the perfect, perfect, Yeah. every base covered Yeah, that's good. teacher, but obviously uh, we all have to beg for forgiveness for not being that teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's a high standard that just got set
0: right there. That standard is impossible. It is. And I think like that's what that's what people are asking us to do.
1: That is a fact, man. I'm glad you uh, brought it to that. You kind of brought it right there. They want us to be that. They what want are, us to
0: be that. I feel like this is a more maybe geared towards parents. That's the lens I'm thinking of it from because I feel like they want us to teach their kids everything. Mm-hmm. What is one of those things for you where you go like, I'm not— Why am I supposed to teach you that? Like, what are (laughs) you, what are your parents doing? I have something very specific, but you can go first.
1: I'll go. I'll start off with reading, man. With reading skills, Mm -hmm. they, they like my. Okay, a parent can say my kid didn't understand this part of the lesson or this Mm -hmm. part of the homework, Mm -hmm. and I could rebuttal and say, well, the instruction says that I need them to want them to circle. The, the, the word that they've never seen before and I right. need them to, you know, blah, blah, blah with this and blah. There's sometimes, well, there's there's the issue that I'm having actually is when I give the kid an assignment and it's clear as day what I, what I need you to do, what I right. want you to do. But because there's too much, too many letters on that page, <laughs> hand
0: raised, <laughs> I don't know. Did you read did you read it is where and then they're not, not going to say, I can't read Mr. San they're Ramos. not saying that I'm a ninth grader and I can't read. I feel like um, it's not that the parents want us to reteach
1: or teach them how to read again, but it's kind of like, well, they're in your class now. So, I mean, they what might not, do? they might not have, they might not be able to read, but they're in your class now. So fix them. <laughs> <laughs> not fix them. Yeah, man. I, I, I I'm leaning towards that yeah. reading reading skills, yeah, I'm going with that man. I'm going with that
0: so obviously we're framing this all by forgiveness. You want to ask question number two Yeah, for sure.
1: um in what ways do you think the pressure to be a perfect teacher affects educators mm. And how might forgiving oneself play a role in alleviating this pressure?
0: Okay, so I'm not the perfect teacher. Mm-hmm. what do I do? Do I run myself in the ground trying to be the perfect teacher or do I throw my hands up and go, hey, I can't do all that stuff. And I think that forgiveness is important for yourself because there are there are a lot of expectations. One teachers from from students, from parents, from admin, Mm -hmm. from your appraiser. You know, even from from other teachers, from department heads, everybody's got expectations on what we are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we have to realize our imperfections Mm -hmm. and go, you know what, I'm not, I don't have all of this stuff. I will do my best. Mm -hmm. I will try to get better. But, hey, I can't be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that. Like, have you ever had to deal with something like that where... You just felt weighed down by the expectations maybe of, I don't know who it came from, but yeah. you felt weighed down by some expectations of, of yourself as a teacher.
1: I was going to say that. I was going to say uh, as far as that pressure goes, when they, uh, when they walk into your room, whether it be a mm-hmm. boss or whether it be some type of uh, leader on campus or something. Yeah. And they only see about 15 minutes. They only see about 10 minutes. But then they hit you with the, how come this wasn't there? How come I didn't ah. see this? And what where was this? And what's that? So yeah, you're you're you as a teacher are like, okay, now, um I'm still getting used to my class. You can have all I'm not gonna call it excuses, but you have all of the reasons why uh they didn't see what they saw, but you cannot beat yourself up about what was said. It's more like yeah. I'm I'm going through it. I'm trying to make sure that I hit all the checkpoints, but mm-hmm. the pressure of how come, how come this is not here? Where is this? Where is that? That does, that does affect um, us as educators.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, Once they walk in your room, you're like, oh snap. Debug <laughs> depot. <D-book. laughs> <laughs> let me tuck my chain in because the, <laughs> the AP's in here. But uh,
1: one thing, that's funny you say that. One thing that comes to mind is that the kids know, man, it's oh, something that always oh, is said. The kids know when you're trying to, Plifrano. they like, Mr. St.
0: Rose. you never tuck your shirt in.
1: What? You never tuck your shirt in. You, uh, <laughs> you never, in. You you never start off with this type of you, sentence, Mr. St. Rose. Mr.
0: St. Rose, you don't talk like that. <laughs> Mr. Yo, Franklin, why are you talking like that? So,
1: George? so yeah, never try to put on no show, but there is a, um, there is a pressure that is, is put on teachers when um, that expectation is out there. And you might not have the right kids. You might not have the certain, certain kids that, that, that do what the, what the APs want, you mm-hmm. know? And you know, us as teachers, we're trying our best to, to get them right.
0: Uh, it's funny you, you brought that up. And so I'm just kind of thinking about all of the times where, you know, somebody's walking in the room and they like, all right, you know, they got their laptop open. You're like, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. right. And I try to pride myself on like, man, I ain't changing nothing for them, man. We going, we going to do what we do. Like yeah. I ain't, I've got this plan I if you want to see my plans, you want to see what we did yesterday, you want to see what we're going to do tomorrow, like then we could talk about it. But when they come in for that 10 to 15 minutes and then later on they start asking these questions like, yeah. what was this? What was that? What was this? What was that? And I think it's important for us to not go straight to defense mode. Don't do it. I agree. Don't go straight to defense mode because now you look guilty. Mm-hmm. I think it's more important to be able to explain you know because it may not always be like something that's bad they just want to know like okay well you know I was doing this that day like where was this part and if you have the explanation like okay well this is where we are in the project or this is where we are in the in the curriculum in the in the testing plan whatever you got I think that is more of what they want to know at least if you got somebody that's understanding. You know, right, not trying to get you. Yeah, that's trying to get you. Not trying to get you. You you, you can just kind of walk them through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I have been blessed to have APs that weren't trying to get me. Yeah. And so how do you I would say that I just I put the work in. Like they know the person that's that's in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like your reputation your reputation is gonna stand for you in those kind of situations. In those situations. Um like uh like you said put
1: the work in, you at least show them that you um you get more good checks, more positive checks than right. the than
0: negative. You're missing everything. Yeah. Woo,
1: we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you you developing everything. everything. Yeah, you can't be messing up on everything. But um yeah at least show them more positive uh checks than the than the negative ones and
0: you uh it'll always play in your favor. It should play in your favor. It should, yeah. It should, unless you got somebody that's that's out to get you. Yeah. How often, how prevalent do you think that is? Because you know, a lot of people, they're like, man, so and so just don't like me. Like so and so, they just this or that. You know, man, you could. It's only so
1: much, or it's only so far where you can use the uh, "they don't like me" kind yeah. of sentence. Yeah. Because you're right. They, they probably don't, don't like you. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But at least uh the things that you're doing within your classroom, the your structure or whatever your type of uh routine that you have going kind of trumps or takes over the, the I don't like part.
0: Right. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. Like yeah, you got all this stuff up on the board, you was doing this, you was in the power zone, you was all of this, like even if they don't like you, you got everything. But you but you know what you're talking about. You know, the kids that the kids love you.
1: You can say, hey, everybody, and it's a, you don't hear nothing in the classroom. At least I can show you that.
0: Right. You don't I can like hit me. that bell. Dang, everybody be quiet.
1: I, I classroom management. I established something correctly here. <laughs> I know you don't like me, but look at what I can do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So when I read this question, mm-hmm. I thought of uh, parents, of course. Uh, but how does the societal expectations of perfection in education – contribute to the difficulty teachers face in forgiving themselves for their shortcomings or mistakes i thought of like the facebook groups how they be going in on schools or teachers yeah. or districts how do you feel like that societal expectation of what teachers are supposed to be yeah. has contributed to like teachers burnout, burnout. In, uh work-life balance
1: yeah um Trying to compare how we learned in, when we were in high school, yes, and comparing it to what it is now. Um, society has changed; yes. technology has been introduced in the classroom a lot more, and you can't just just can't stick to the old. Here's a book; read it.
0: Let's take, take a test. Take a test.
1: That's not no. That's it. it ain't if, gonna work. If you still teach that way, you, you you're probably not the best teacher on campus. You're, you're... definitely
0: not the perfect teacher. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You definitely have the perfect teacher, but um, that 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 plays a part, man. Um, got to adapt, got to change, got to be able to see what the kids want now and and, he, and change your lessons or or enhance your lessons. There you go. To uh, to make it to make it work now. So I feel like just comparing old school teaching with the new school teaching, that's where that's the shortcomings and mistakes mm. that teachers are making right now. What you think about that?
0: I think that people are starting to get an inside look because of social media. Yeah. Of what teachers actually go through and, like, the <laughs> questions these kids ask and how much they know or don't know. And so, like, that's part of the reason why we're here today. Yeah. Uh, because I do like to be able to pull the curtain back to tell people, like, yeah, teaching is, is what you make it. Yeah, And then the situation that you're in is definitely going to affect like the climate that you, that you have to walk into every day, you know, because every school is not the same. Every district is not the same. So a friend of mine was saying, is it me or is it education? She moves schools, moved districts. She's happy with her job, yeah. her. you know? So I think that the expectation that's, Put on us. It is weighing a lot of teachers down, mm-hmm. but I also feel like social media has kind of given us an outlet to show people. Yeah, this is what is happening yeah. in the classroom. Yeah. Like, like, we are not making this stuff up. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's Times great. have changed. The problem
1: comes in when your your style or your your type of uh, routines are they. Are they benefiting the kid? Mm-hmm. Are you just Are you just going through the day? Are you just saying, "All right, y'all, here's a warm up. Uh, write your name down on this. All right, is your worksheet. Don't bother is your worksheet. Don't leave me alone. Is Is that what they see in the classroom? Because now you're now that's a different type of conversation you're having, right? But um, the forgiveness is there. I feel like the forgiveness at both campuses I worked at. Um, the forgiveness is there. They know that. We don't have the best. I'm not gonna say the best. They 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 say we have all we all have the best kids. But they every school says every school has the best, the best kids, kids ever. Kids.
0: Yeah. Like, but come on, bro, stop lying. They
1: know that um, teaching doesn't happen in one day. You know what I'm saying? We we work out. We work out.
0: We work at it. We work on it. But they 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 forgive you. I feel like they forgive you. Both campuses. I think we're good. I think so too. Um, just because that's been my experience. It's a lot of people who are there to support. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like everybody, not everybody, I feel like a lot of people are kind of teaching with one hand tied behind their back. Yeah. Like they just don't have the resources that they need or that they want to be able to do the things that would be the most impactful. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have to settle and like make the most of what you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. You got to forgive yourself if you... <laughs> you <laughs> you got to like, forgive man, yourself, yeah, man. You got to be the lot. perfect teacher that I talked about in the beginning.
1: Let's look at this next question, man. Um, when's the last time that teachers, like, go out... Not go out, out, like, outside of school, but, like, you know, have lunch together and mm. kind of um, have those meetings where it's not always about academics. It's just kind of like, are you doing okay? And Yes. Are you really... Uh, are you able to get through the day and
0: yeah. How you doing? Yeah.
1: How you doing? Like I didn't get to see you this morning. What's up? When's our teachers still doing that? Because that's also another kind of forgiveness circle.
0: Right. In in a way. I think uh, so. Last year I did that with There was a couple of teachers. We ate lunch together almost every day mm-hmm. and we had this um, wall with these pictures on it and I would color Sometimes I wouldn't even eat my lunch, but I would just be in there with the color pencils. It's basically like a whole mural the stuff that I colored. Mm -hmm. But that was just kind of our, that was part of us being balanced. Yeah. You know, getting away from the classroom, getting away from the kids. No, don't come knock on my door. We went to the teacher's lounge and we would just sit and eat and chat and they would be looking forward. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, what is he going to color today? Like, how is his scheme going to work today? <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we was all bought in. Yeah. And so my room moved this year. Oh, okay. And it's been, like, this bittersweet thing because things like that I don't have anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, And my room is, is outside. It's on the patio. I
1: didn't know that.
0: Okay. Yeah, in the old black box. Got you. So for everybody who... Doesn't know what the high school looks like. <laughs> is basically on the outside, kind of away from everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which the people who know me, they was like, "You are gonna hate that." Yeah, yeah, like, go like that. You need, you want to be inside. You want to be with the people. You want to be in the fray, <laughs> uh, which is true. But I do have two new teachers out there. One is brand new, mm. and then another one he came from a charter school. I actually had him on. Osman, awesome, he's he's dope, dope. But we have lunch every day, gotcha, and so you got me who's been at the school for five years. Mm-hmm. you have him who came from he's been an educator, but this is a totally different ball game coming from a charter school mm-hmm. then you guys already like, that's a brand, brand spanking new brand teacher. New. I feel for them sometimes, yeah, man, so like we are all able to now cultivate like this new circle this new circle of forgiveness there you go,. <laughs> And so we're able to help each other out and I mean we do talk about like work life balance and going home and making sure we uh just take care of ourselves. Yeah. Do you have something like that where you are now? Um slightly. You know,
1: um we definitely eat during lunch. Not all of us, but there is a room where, hey, if you're uh when, when lunch hits, come go go yeah, to the room. Yeah, yeah, come through. So I've been doing that. I've been making sure to get out of my room, get my steps in, uh sit down with them. And yeah, we're gonna have our little kind of uh circle of forgiveness over there too. Like, are we uh um how's the lesson going for you? And well let's let's not worry about the lesson. What you doing when you get out of work? Yeah, okay, there we go. okay, okay. When I get out of work, I'm gonna do blah, 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 blah. Uh how much how much sleep you get and, uh, so we're having conversations outside Real of school. Real conversations. Yeah, outside of school. Yeah, Real conversations, uh, new house, new baby, that kind of stuff. So, we're in a sense of not just saying, well, the word forgiveness, but we're having like a little, a little, a little circle where we can just kind of dep- dep- like get everything out mm-hmm. and just kind of breathe before we have either one more
0: period or uh,
1: finish the rest of the day. So,
0: and I think when we build those relationships people are more understanding because they're like oh no that's rose like he good this is a one-off yeah like if he did make a mistake if he did miss something and then that's my dog like i'm gonna help him out like Mm -hmm. i think when people stay in their rooms and they never try to cultivate those relationships with other people i think those are more circumstances where people are like nah we don't fool with that person yeah basically now nah, we don't forgive that person if mm-hmm. they mess up if they mm-hmm. do something if they if, I, don't, yeah. I don't know i don't even know i, that don't, person, I don't even so know that I, even try I know they name on on the outside of the door that's it that's it yeah so the more that we're able to cultivate those relationships with the people that are on our hallways and our departments and if you are lucky or if you have time the people outside of our departments yeah. you know yeah. for me like that was one of the biggest things and it helped when I was a sub that I was just, I was in every department. I sub for science, math, social studies, different electives. So before I got hired at the school, I kind of knew a bunch of people already. So I had kind of built those things. I could see how it would be difficult to build those relationships outside of your department
1: mm-hmm.
0: without having those opportunities. So yeah. think, do you think it's upon the school to kind of set up more opportunities for teachers to kind of get together?
1: Well, I mean, some schools do that. Some schools do say, hey, we're going to have our Christmas party. We're going to have our holiday shindig, we're gonna have, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Not everybody goes to that, but that's cool. But while you were talking, I was thinking about um, going to some of the students' um, athletic games or something like that. Yeah. And let's say I'm going to one of my kids' basketball games, and, oh, look, there goes that student's math teacher. It goes that students English teacher, right? Hey, what's up, Mister Such and Such? Right. What's up? And now here I am saying what's up to somebody outside my department. There you go. Recognize the face. Go back to school. I see you in the hallway. Hey, you the same dude? That yeah. Was... <laughs> now I know you. Now I know you. So, yeah, I I feel like you can get get to those relationships by doing by doing something like that.
0: Yeah. So if you just go to Go to work and then go home. You don't do anything. It's it's, it's like you can't expect tough. you can't expect that bone to be thrown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when the time comes, if you ever need it. Like, it, makes it tough, man. So you're right. How does the systematic factors, like star tests and those kind of things, yeah. go into like this kind of being able to? forgive forgive <laughs> when you don't meet those kind of benchmarks that we all have to meet yeah um that's tricky
1: man because um I know some teachers that put a lot of emphasis on their numbers you know mm-hmm. the data the data like uh and if they don't hit that number now they're beating themselves up right 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 they're blaming um somebody somebody either <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot of pressure too man but um all I can say to that is, um, if you know that you set up certain lessons mm-hmm. according to the curriculum, mm-hmm. um, you you get you got some success. You had some kids say, "Hey, look, man, look, Miss, look, Mister, I, I did this, I did right, well." Right. And then they, and then you get to that benchmark or you get to that um, star test, and it wasn't the number that you hit, but throughout the time of trying to get there, you hit these little these little wins. I still feel like you're good, man. I I, I don't feel like uh, the the AP or the principal says you can't work here anymore because you didn't hit the number. Mm. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, we, teachers they, actually they do are not forgive. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I feel like the little wins that get that that you get before you get to that that um systematic test or that like big thing. I, I feel like that's bigger than. I mean. Getting to that specific
0: number. I don't know. I think when when you do the work, I think the outcomes typically come with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think this question and the next question about self-reflection, they go together. Okay. So like before we get out of here, I think self-reflection is essential to to forgiveness because you got to ask yourself, okay, did I do the work? Mm -hmm. Did I put the work in? Did I put my best foot forward? Did I do everything that I could within my power to be able to reach whatever benchmark or become the teacher that I want to be or whatever goal that you're striving for? Did I put everything that I had into it that I could? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go over that threshold of being burnt out so that you can reach this Mm -mm. or mess up your whole work-life balance with your family and your kids and your wife or, or husband. To meet this this goal. Mm-hmm. You may need to do that. I think there are exceptional times. Like if we go on the state,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I may need to get a little extra practice in. Yeah, I may, yeah. st- may need to put in another hour in here or there because of, you know, this uh, exceptional time. But for the most part, if you feel like with the time that you've been given, you've done the best that you can with it, I think it's easier to get to forgiveness. Yeah. If you know that you've been a slacker. Oh, yeah. That's I think that's when you struggle, like, dang. I can't forgive myself because I was I was trash. Yeah. I know
1: I was trash. Yeah, that's 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 the big thing right there. If you know that you was just lollygagging and by, when it time and it's time to get to those real numbers and you don't reach those real numbers, yeah. The self-reflection, right. you gotta you gotta tell yourself, like, okay, wow. Like, I did it this way, it was not it was not it. It was not it. You got to be real with yourself. You got to be real. And that comes with, that's for all teachers. Yeah. Because I've, I've gone to many PDs where self-reflection is one of the key pieces mm-hmm. for teaching. Like you have to like, if I give a lesson out on a Monday and nobody understands what I'm saying, it's now time for you to change up that lesson or, yes. you know, fix that lesson, come back the next day and either... Give them a, a an alternate version of that lesson mm-hmm. that you did the other day, or scrap scrap whatever you did. Scrap that team yeah. that teamwork thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> scrap that, and then now let's get back to you know lecture with questions and you know some type of kinetic something. But self reflection is big, and yeah. self reflection kind of goes hand in hand with um, forgiving self self forgiveness.
0: Uh, I'll tell this one story before we before we go. Uh was. I've been doing a lot of stuff with the cheer team Okay. this year. Yeah. Just because me and Dominique cool, and I just I got to get out of my room seven period because yeah, I'm man. off seven, so I got first through six.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a long grind. It's a long grind, man. Oh, wow. So I got to get out. And so a lot of times I go to the commons. That's where they are. But I've become invested. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm watching the routine. I'm like, nah, you got to do this here. Y'all not hitting right here. Y'all got to be louder. Yeah. And so we went to district and was trash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the scores came back. It was like, oh, it's time to self-reflect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all. Like, it's only so much that we can do as teachers or as coaches. But at the same time, we got to self-reflect. Like, what are we doing that's not working? Mm -hmm. What methods are we doing? Is it us? Is it them? I'm sure it's some of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to then like self reflect and evaluate. All right, this is what we got back. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna keep doing the same stuff and keep getting the same results, or are we gonna be better? And then sometimes, for teachers, it looks like all right. If I'm if I'm not getting the results that I want now, I I may need to seek some outside advice. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know what I don't know.
1: And this is a different eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's a different eyes to. To um, give you perspective, mm-hmm. um, so it's always good to have that mentor, man. Or have some. I, I don't even have to be a mentor. It could be your peer, but like, come, come look at my classroom. Yeah, hey, let me check see, this out for me. Yeah, see what you see. And I'm gonna teach my regular thing. Be in the background. The kids don't gotta know that you're in my role, but we'll have a conversation after 30-40 mm-hmm. minutes. And yeah, tell me what you see. We, as teachers, we gotta be open to the constructive criticism, criticism yeah, man. Yeah. I'm exactly. telling you. You you are in your classroom for like an hour, two hours or whatever, teaching, talking, blah, blah, blah. And somebody's walking in your classroom and they're like, this is probably one of the worst classrooms I've ever been to. (laughs) But I mean, you need somebody to tell you why or tell you their reasons uh, on what they're thinking.
0: Right. And then you can self reflect, -reflect. forgive,
1: self reflect, forgive yourself, forgive them for telling you whatever, (laughs) telling you you suck. Hey, get back on it, man. This is uh, It's a grind. Being a teacher is a grind, man.
0: All right, y'all. Well, thanks, St. Rose. No problem. Coming over, talking about forgiveness. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Just being a teacher, grinding it out. You know, work-life balance, time we management. We doing it. Yeah, we doing it. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation between me and St. Rose, my dog. It's always a pleasure having him on as we provide the keys to unlocking the teacher life you desire. Before we get out of here, remember, an environment that forgives creates a culture of understanding and breeds success for both the teachers and students. We're all on this journey together. Build those relationships with kids and teachers in your building to foster a place of togetherness. Lastly, you can't have self-forgiveness without self-reflection. This allows for some great opportunities to reset and bring forth a better plan for better results, which is always the goal. As always, thank you for listening, keep teaching, keep learning, and I will see you all on the next journey.